0: State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? It's time for the B-A-Q-A. I don't know why I always forget the cadence. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. Uh, the
0: B-A-Q-A.
1: This is Browder Mission. giving
0: you a beat. Did you hear it? Question. <laughs> question
1: answer. <was> <laughs> I always forget the beat. The
0: B-A-Q-A.
1: The uh-huh. B-A-Q-A. Bum, bum. The B-A-Q-A. Okay. The B-A-Q-A. That's why I forgot. It's like the B-A-Q-A-A. The B-A-Q-A. Yes. Okay. <laughs> welcome back and welcome Black. It is Brand Ambition. Question and answer. And we love your
0: Qs. And although we don't have all the A's, we try our best. We do. We give you the best A's. Lowercase A's is how <laughs> yes. I <like> to say. <laughs> yes. uh, take it with a handful of salt. <laughs> there I don't think there's been a question in recent memory that has led me to cackle as hard as today one of today's questions just did. Yes. So I am excited to dive on into this this uh mailbox that we've got here. Once again yes. though, before we do Y'all can hit us up with your questions. We get most of ours through Instagram where you can DM us at Brown Ambition Podcast. And don't forget to follow um, and like some posts you know, while you're there. But also you can DM us without following. That's fine. Um, you can also hit us up directly. Email Podcast at gmail.com. Dot com. All right.
1: So question Numero uno. Hey, ladies. Love the show. Love you back, girl. Um, My husband and I have four kids. The question is, where does their credit score start? Do they start with a perfect score or at zero? Bonus question. What advice would you give an 18-year-old as they begin building their credit? This is a great question. Okay, so know this, that legally, if your child is under the age of 18, they can't sign for like most credit is built upon, you've made some sort of relationship or promise to a, a lender that you are going to borrow and pay back based upon their terms. So if a child is under the age of 18, they can't legally sign for that. But it is possible that you put them like, you know, um, when they're like 16 on your like, um, you know, like a, you could be an authorized user. So meaning like you put them on your card That means that they can use your card. They're not a joint, um, you know, it's not a joint card. So they're not responsible for the debt, um, but they can use your card and therefore start to build credit. So people start to do that. But, and so I just want you to understand this, that like, no, kids don't start with perfect scores. I want you to think about a credit score, the way you would think about driving, like do kids, like if you are driving, there's a reason why if you're going to get insurance for your teenager who's driving that you get the highest rate because by default, because they don't have any driving experience, they are considered a bad driver out the gate. They don't have to get into an accident. You're a terrible driver, sis. You just got here. It's the same thing with credit. right Credit really is, you have to think about it as a GPA. It's an average of your choices and you haven't made any choices yet if you're still really young So there's nothing. They're like, you don't have any history. You don't, you can't prove that you can pay, you know, you can't prove that you can borrow responsibly. So your kids kind of start off low and then they build themselves up with, with good behavior. So just keep that in mind, but you can kind of, you can give them, my dad did this for me. You can give them that kind of like extra boost by adding them as an authorized user to a current card that you're paying off in full every month. So by the time, that they're 18 years old and they can get their own credit card. You know they have a credit score that's decent in comparison to their friends. What about some advice? Do you have
0: some advice for their 18 year old building their credit, Mandra? Yeah, um, yeah. A couple of ideas. One, I think it's really important that they have they that they build their credit. Full stop. I didn't realize how many people graduate without having any credit at all, and I was trying to think back to how did I establish credit in, in college. One was I did get a credit card that, you know, I would max out all of the time because it was like $300 limit. So I didn't have great credit, but I had a credit score, you know. Another way <laughs> another way was once I graduated anyway, um, when your student loan, if they have student loans, um, when you start making payments six months after graduation, that will start appearing on your credit. And as long as you're making payments on time, that can help you build credit as well. Tiff, you said becoming an authorized user on a parent's credit card is definitely one way. Mm-hmm. And but the yeah, you, it's only a gift if you, the parent, are good at paying your bill in full and, Sis. you know, because they don't. It's not, it doesn't, it's not good. They inherit the good, good and the bad. They take the yeah. day, they take the bad, they take the bad. But I will say not all cards, re- um, apparently not all cards report authorized mm-hmm. user credit history to the Bureau. So it may yeah. not. So you have to just check. And yes. there's actually a great article I know because I used to create articles with a huge team of writers and we did one on um, credit cards that report authorized user activity to credit bureaus so before you do that just double check that your issuer that your bank um, actually sends that information because you don't get you know who it's like when you leave the house without your apple watch or your fitbit like did you Mm -hmm. really walk today Mm mm-hmm no, it doesn't count unless it's counted, right?
1: You did not <laughs> really could call them. Because when I add my added my sister, Lisa, the baby, the baby, the big baby, I was like, um, we called. And I said, hey, I'd like to add Lisa to my Bank of America card. And I said, wait, does this report to credit bureaus? And they said, oh, it almost was something like we almost had to like opt into.
0: So oh, okay. it doesn't hurt
1: to just, yeah, just call. And super easy. I had her on the phone so she can give them her social because they're going to need to do that. Also, mm. back in the day, they used to tell you to get a store card to get started because most 18 year olds won't qualify for a traditional unsecured card. Yeah, and so you don't have to do that anymore. Go ahead and get yourself a secured. Ha- have your 18 year old get a secured credit card. You can get one for as low as for as uh, low as three hundred dollar deposit. So what happens is they come up with a three hundred or you do, mom, and they put that money in a money market slash savings account. That's the limit. And it's secured with your own money, meaning that as your 18-year-old is swiping, if for whatever reason they don't pay, because they can swipe up only up to what's in the bank, which is 300, they will snatch that 300 so fast from that savings account and say, don't worry, sis, we still got your money. So a secured card is like a credit card with training wheels, because you're not actually borrowing your money from the bank, you're kind of borrowing against the money that you put up. So that's another way, another great way that anyone with bad credit or someone with, this is what they call it when you... um, you don't have much of a credit score or a credit report. They call it a thin file. That's the, the official term. Meaning like you don't have much here. So as a result of the file being thin, we just consider you a risk. That's why your credit score is not so great when you're young because you're a thin file and you're at risk. Um, something else and one last thing is have your 18-year-old put the cheapest bill they have, that $10 Planet Fitness membership on that card and have them pay it off every month in full paying off a credit card in full every single month puts like fairy dust on your credit score because credit bureaus love to see that you paid off a debt in full. They don't care the amount. They care about the habit. And if you can automate that habit happening every single month, they're going to see that thin file get a little thick. You know, a little thick, (laughs) T-H-I-C-C. That little credit score get a little booty on her. Thicker
0: than a snicker. (laughs) That credit score, that credit file (laughs) thicker than a snicker. (laughs) I forgot about that phrase and I try to find it an, an excuse to use it every day. So thank you for that.
1: And so if you want that thick credit score, like pay off your credit, you know, pay off your credit card bill every month in full, but make sure you pay it off after the statement date. The statement date is when yeah. they say, hey, credit bureaus, my child used their card because you want them to report it was used and then it was paid off. So after the credit date, the, the statement date, but definitely obviously
0: by the due date. I will, so the, your can child I just add? hmm not, I, I I walked over your words, my bad, but I got excited because yeah. I'm like, have them pay it off because yes. I think the 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 thing that about authorized, being an authorized user is like they get the benefit, but they don't have to do anything. And I think the real teaching moment is that more like get a secured card or get your own credit card because then they have, even if they mess it up and they miss a payment and their credit score goes down, you can still, they have time to bounce back from that, but it's a learning moment. And for me, I'm like obsessed with Give kids hands-on experience and don't just do it for them because I have seen it go the wrong way. And then they graduate and they're like, how did this happen? Uh And then they just screw it up after college when the stakes are higher. Yeah. So just adding that. That's good. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Just visit squarespace.com slash brownambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Shall we move on to the question that made me cackle? Yes. Can you read it so I can cackle again? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Me, 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 me. Okay, I have a question regarding
1: a student loan overpayment. I'm going to grad school to get my psych cert from a top school in the country, and I know I'm going to be able to earn an income to make the degree worth it. The program is $31,000, and I've accepted $60,000 in loans, so double your trouble. I want to invest the difference in Bitcoin. Say that again slower. I want (laughs) to invest
0: the difference in Bitcoin. Ooh, I'm gonna add the laugh track right here. <laughs> I'm like laugh it's a laugh and a wince at the same time, but I just love the next few <laughs> questions.
1: Right? Is this a bad idea? Or am I onto something here? I love you guys. You're like my two best friends as I drive to work. I love you too. Sister, sister. Well, here's the thing. I'll say this and then you give your advice, Mandy. So Mm -hmm. that's not the first time I've heard of someone doing something like this. I remember the first time I've heard of this is I was in college and a friend of mine, we'll call him Jose. He took out more money than he needed, you know, and honestly, he used it. He used it to buy a rental property, you know, to put a down payment on. And then like the money that he got from the rental property, he used it to pay back, you know, the debt. And so that's not the first time that I've heard of someone taking the overpayment and investing it. You know, because typically I remember refund checks when I was in, in school, undergrad, what? Your refund check, you was like, free money, free money, free money, even though it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. Was not,
0: it was, was low interest, but, you know, it was still it was not like free. a nice surprise. Yeah, exactly. Although I I'm get... like, who gets who gets twice as much as they need? What What's going on with the math there? <laughs> investing in a in Bitcoin? I mean, listen. How many Bitcoin could that even buy you? Like half a Bitcoin Girl. today? What is a Bitcoin worth? <laughs> Girl, no, for real. I honestly think Bitcoins, I think are worth like 50 or 60. Let me see. What is Bitcoin you can't worth? even. You can't even, can you buy a fractional Bitcoin? I don't I even don't know. know if you can. Now, I have some questions. First of all, I would like call the brochure's office and be like, is this for real, for real? Because you don't want to like get rid of the money. Then maybe you have to pay some of it back. But I do know they give overpayments, and you can use that money for books or for rent, and especially mm-hmm. if this is grad school you're talking about, it could very well be yes. for your living expenses. Yes. I am not. I'm all about you get a you get a windfall and you sink that into an investment and then you let it grow. I think that yes. is a great idea especially if you have your living it you get, you have a job you can pay for your living expenses you have an emergency fund you don't have any debt you have all of these you know boxes ticked and then this is literally just icing on the cake of your finances Of course, I would say excess funding from a windfall, whether it's like a bonus at work or it's a gift or something like that, or in this case, a refund check from your student loans. Yeah, like sinking that all in one time into investments, I think can be smart. Caveat, I am not an investment advisor, nor is Tiffany, but- Go see your grandma. Nice. This is is my new advance. I don't think Mandy from six years ago would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I would choose Bitcoin. First of all, it's hella expensive, girl. I just looked it up. It is forty <laughs> four point four nine nine
1: American forty four thousand dollars, forty almost forty five thousand American dollars. So, Dude. sis, you're not getting a, a piece of Bitcoin. Well, no. you're not. You know, you can't afford Bitcoin. Isn't that so crazy? So that's no.
0: That is insane. Do you still have your little Bitcoin, girl? Didn't you have Bitcoin for a while? I do. I have like a, a little piece of Bitcoin. I, Anyway, we're not going to talk about my Bitcoin Okay, laws. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I could be on the island. It's like, no, I didn't have that much. Don't had, do like, the what boards, if. But <laughs> right. No, but I'll say this. I want you, because you're in grad school, I suspect that you have a private student loan. Private student loans' interest rates tend to be a little higher than, um, you know, federal student loans. So I want you to make sure that whatever that student loan interest rate is, you're likely to recoup that in an investment. meaning. You know, cause there I mean, I I mean, I'm just making a number. Like if you told me that you, you know, you borrowed 15 it's like 15%, I might be like, ooh, sis, let them keep their money. Because we know that the market on average yields is yields on the low end 7% back annually, on the high end 10% back annually. So I would want to make sure that um, because I had a friend who had a student loan and her interest rate, because it was private. She wasn't really paying attention. Was higher than what you would suspect, like a, a a student loan interest rate to be. So just check on that, making sure that it's not double digit the interest rate on that student loan. If it's not, then you are likely to make that back, you know, through investments. You know, so you know, I, I I probably wouldn't consider Bitcoin to Mandy's point, but certainly I would ask myself, what are some other ways that you know you might just choose honestly an index fund? I know they're so boring, but to why me, do you gotta say it like that?
0: It's an amazing option. It is. Index it is. funds all mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> Just get you a, a total stock market index fund. You yes. can get it Vanguard, Fidelity. They all have their own versions of it. Yeah. Or ideally, I
1: deal an ETF so you can keep the um, the fees low. Because yeah. yeah. if you put in a mutual fund, then that's somebody sitting there picking it. And that person wants to get paid. We don't like her. But instead of using an ETF, it's the algorithm. The algorithm doesn't need much. <laughs> and so the fees are lower. So you use a like a like like Mandy said a total market index fund ETF. If this was me and her because we're talking to each other, we're not giving you you know advisor advice.
0: But right, Mandy, that's what I would do if I was you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you're... and with your with the fact that you have you know you think you're going to have gainful employment after you graduate. Once that thirty k loan comes due, you'll be able to pay it back, and you can also be investing for wealth now while you're in your program. I think that is that is a savvy, rational way of doing it, but also. The second part of this is can you sleep at night with this money in the market? Are you a savvy investor? Have you been investing already? Um maybe you are because you're interested in Bitcoin or maybe you're not because you're interested in Bitcoin. It can go either way. <laughs> but yeah. I do think that you have to like factor in, you know, that bill will come due and do you feel confident you can pay it down and are you can you can you stomach the potential to see that investment go up and down with the market mm-hmm. and just keep your eyes on that that long-term goal of what you're I would you know, not invest in an in individual stock that's just,
1: just like really risque you know so that to, to your point I would not like that's yeah. why we like index I mean money. you
0: could like you could you could buy a bunch of whatever you could I mean you can't buy any bitcoin I don't know if you can buy a piece of bitcoin but you could buy like you know however many shares of Tesla or whatever company you like At that's the thing that you I said could. I didn't say should. <laughs> <laughs> I said you can. It is possible. Yes, it is possible. But it's not what I personally would do. I'm a yeah. I'm a index fund ETF kind of gal. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you thanks for the chuckle. <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> She's
1: like Bitcoin. Am I is onto something? So you are onto yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, you are onto something. No, for real. It's not in general. You're all the, the idea of investing yeah. excess money is a. Sis, I see why you're getting your master's because you're smart, smart. We're just like redirecting it toward, you know, something else. So
0: (laughs) Imagine what could have happened if I took that $2,000 refund check and invested it in an index fund 15 years ago and had not just taken it to the gap. Where (laughs) would I be? (laughs) I don't even want to think about it. But yes, yes, you're very wise. If you have questions for us, you can go to
1: com, Click Ask Us Anything. You can email us at
0: brownandvisionpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. Or you can IG message us. We are, what are, what is our IG again? Brand Ambition at Podcast. Brand Ambition po- yep, mm-hmm. at Brand Ambition Podcast. And while you're mm-hmm. at our website, wave goodbye because she's getting a little makeover Ooh. and I cannot wait. We should be ready to launch. She's coming back soon. Here. Mm-hmm. It's. Oh yes I think six years in is time for us to have a new Luke yeah. so watch out for a new com coming soon yes. I'm so excited so thanks for rocking with us for six years I know yeah, look at us X. going to first grade <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all or wait 72 in dog years or no how many years is a dog seven, seven. times six 42 in, in dog years oh almost as old as me we're Gen Xers as a podcast <laughs> yes okay but in the podcast game we grown, grown <laughs> in the podcast game. Well, we'll see you guys next Wednesday for the full BA show, and then next Friday for the BA Q and A. Bye, y'all.